0: Uh, huh. I think you're all wrong because uh, the best Mar- uh, Marvel oh my God! come on Warren get shit together uh, the the best King Arthur is by far Sword in the Stone Disney's animation version never saw it whoa <laughs> man I hate your guts oh man that's brutal easily hate your guts you didn't see my live reaction there but I always slapped <laughs> myself
1: alright right, alright
2: Let's see. Yeah, I'm looking through the the Wikipedia. There was definitely, like, a PBS one from the mid-90s that I absolutely loved.
1: Hmm, the PBS King Arthur. Was it, like, supposed to be, like, a historical sort of approach, or, like, a documentary, or was it, like, an actual, like, show?
2: I think it was, like, a yeah, apparently, apparently, I'm being completely bullshit. <laughs> I thought it was like a show, like, like a, like a dramatization, you know, mm. not like. Yeah, I don't know. What? I didn't know Army of Darkness was based on a Connecticut Yankee in King Arthur's Court.
1: Really?
2: Yeah, that's funny. Interesting.
1: Yeah. Did I get it. That's oh, still pretty tiny. I'm doing some some research right now for something I'm going to bring up later on during the actual pod. You th-
0: uh, um, oh, you couldn't finish the word? You just say pod?
1: Well, that's like that's like the the way that's the way cool people say podcast. Oh,
0: really? I'm going oh, yeah. to drink my Y here, so don't worry about me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> in my, I'm going to drink my Y. First of y. all, wine is already one syllable, goddammit.
0: <laughs> I'm going to drink my Y up in my C, so don't worry about me. Don't worry about me. <laughs> <laughs> don't wear C, jail over your B's. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. I'm going to close my door, get my notes. Let's do this. Um, Blue, do you want to do a kickball league? Yeah. (laughs) All right.
1: Just you, two? No, there's going
0: to be other people. I mean, Moreno, if you were closer, you'd be down.
1: Oh, man, if I had a car, I'd drive three hours a weekend just to play a little (laughs) bit of kickball.
0: Just to play kickball. (laughs) That'd be awesome.
1: Oh, man. I still, like, deeply miss. And, Warren, I don't think you were ever a part of this. Mike, I know you were at least a few times, but the uh, the Sunday after work basketball games that we would play at Cambridge
0: Side Lobdom. I did a couple times. I just don't think you were there. I did a couple times, I think maybe after you left.
1: Kind of oh, okay, funny. maybe. Yeah, yeah, that was like I still miss have, like being able to just count on that every Sunday. Because <laughs> I also worked every Sunday, so it was something like I never had to guess whether or not I'd be able to be there.
2: Yep. Yeah, you just we just walked over afterwards. It was great. I mean, I I
0: still work in that area, so I'm probably just going to end up doing that more and more. Just just playing, shooting by myself and stuff. Not on Sundays, but any day I want. Alright, wine ready? Drinks ready? Notes ready?
1: Drinks ready, notes are are ready. are
2: as good as as they're going to get. Alright, what's our uh,
0: topic... (laughs) Well, I saw the notes, I was like, I'm just going to mooch off of them. I'm not going to write all that stuff. Uh, What's our uh, conversation opener? Um, I like the conversations that talk about... You know what really bothers me about movie theater etiquette? We did that one yesterday, though. Yeah, I know, but we did one of the movie theater etiquettes, and there's... Probably a million of them. We can change it up. Okay, but all right. There's a lot of movie theater etiquette things to do.
1: Okay, so mine yesterday was I. My big pet peeve when it comes to movie theater etiquette was people talking, talking at a at a very noticeable level. Yeah. Um, what's yours then, Warren? What's your biggest pet
0: peeve? Oh man, there's so many. Um, what? Okay, I guess what is your sort of impression on putting feet on, t- on the back of chairs?
1: Ooh, I am totally down to do it as long as there is at least one empty seat on either side of my feet and no one in front of me.
0: Yes, right? Don't fucking kick my chair, though. This is a damn plane, airplane. On oh, the, like, no. like So that maybe be, like, besides talking, that is, like, the second one because if I hear my... If I feel my, my chair move, not like an accidental kick that's okay but if I keep full of my entire chair and move as if somebody's mic blew it for the last yeah. time mute your fucking self god damn it what why what does it sound like you sound awful we hear everything <laughs> you did that just, you, know, you did that just shit move. last yeah. time when, you did that yesterday was trying to talk him a point and all we hear is quite clank, Well,
2: <laughs> I'm just underscoring how rude it is to be disruptive during media.
1: The, the funny thing about it is that you I can't really see you actually handling any cans, so it just sounds like you're walking through your apartment and the floor is littered with empty cans and
0: bottles. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point.
1: You're not, you're not quite wrong there.
0: Uh, <laughs> uh... Uh, yeah, so I mean, we don't have to talk about pet peeves all the time, but there's a bunch that's gonna come up. I'm I'm sure, just because you know, people like, also like fucking having your damn phone in a movie theater.
2: Yeah, just put that put that crap on silent. It's like, fa- there's there's just no one that's that important out there that has to be on the damn phone the entire. And I feel like I'm I'm like my parents, and technically, I you know I've been using a smartphone pretty much. For, you know, uh, since they've started coming out. So it's not like it, I'm a late adopter to this, but my god. Just put your damn phone down. I
0: mean, we talked about it last today. It's two hours. Put your phone away. Uh, I actively go and put my watch on silent and the mode that I... Like, it, now, on the Apple Watch, you have a theater mode. For a reason. To fucking put it on when you watch a movie. Just That's why they don't want your watch to light up. Put your phone in your pocket Put your phone in your purse. Just, just put it away. If you're texting in a movie, just leave, text, and come back.
1: But yeah, also, like, it's one thing to be texting and to be like being distracting that way. But I don't understand people who have their phone sound on in general. Wow. Like the only <laughs> time my phone is not on vibrate is if I'm by myself and there's no one around me and I'm like locked in my room. Otherwise, if I step foot into the real world, because I'm a, I'm a decent human being, that shit is on vibrate immediately and stays that way. Who needs to hear their phone ring at any given time? Especially the people who always have their phones ringing are old people who have shit like crickets chirping or like <laughs> some like weird ass random wingtone that you have well, to scroll to find. They have the
0: default, <laughs> or they have the default knowing that what the fuck is a ringtone? I'm like, uh, are the you, Marimbo? Are you, are you serious? Like, come
1: on, man. Come on. Can we have Marimbo be the uh, opening music for Down in Front <laughs> moving forward?
2: Oh, We'll, we'll get sued. <laughs> So I fun. bet I could do. I bet I could do a marimba version of uh of oh my, this of this oh, theme song. Oh my god,
0: that would be so fun! Oh my god, that would
2: dude. be wicked funny. I bet, I bet I could. I could bet I could whip that up in like twenty minutes. Do it, do it. <laughs> do it. Uh, Special <laughs> marimba, Mike. <laughs> Mocha and marimba. Uh, there we
0: go. <laughs> I mean, this is also this is also pertinent. Uh, I had to literally go through my Reddit and hide so many stories about Game of Thrones or um, uh, set photos of the new Star Wars. So many posts that I had to keep hiding of it. So sad. No spoilers.
2: That, that one picture was really amazing.
1: I, I feel weird about the whole situation with Game of Thrones now because I've been reading the books for so long. Not as long as others. Um, you know, I started reading in 2011. Um, and at this point... Everything. Wait, when I sit down to watch the show, I'm watching spoilers. We're past where the book is mm-hmm. um, in terms of what George R. R. Martin has written. So even though I'm pretty similar to you, Warren, in which I try to avoid all content for any media that I know I'm going to be interested in. Yeah, like uh, it's sort of one of those things where, well, when I do get to watch it anyway, it's still going to be spoilers because it's telling me like plot points that maybe they're not exactly how the book is going to be, but they are more like the the overarching ideas are. So I don't know. It's it's a frustrating. <clears throat> Uh, first world problem to
0: have. Yeah, I mean that's that's a good point too because I I wonder if he's going to do another switch up on us though, and then completely makes the books different. Uh, and if he does, then people I'm pretty sure Showward is going to probably be pretty upset because that's something that could have been actually shown on the actual screen and that was not, or probably won't be able to. So
2: no, I've I've heard the early reports that are it's going to deviate away because there's like characters that uh, haven't been introduced. Oh, and that the showrunners are like, yeah, we're not going to talk about them. And they're, like, pretty important book characters. Um, and I think that there's only, like... I think George R. R. Martin said you have to do X, X, and X in the long run. And then besides that, you're just carte blanche.
1: Yeah, George gave them really specific points for, like, the, the main notes that they have to hit in order for the ending to make sense. But, you know, the the show... Even while I was running through the mater- the canon material that existed mm-hmm. had a, had really early on started to deviate and make itself a unique version of its story. Mm. So, like I said, you know, not everything is going to be exactly like the books, but chances are the end points are going to be. Um, yeah. So, um, so I don't Dude,
2: know. I heard Book Hodor gets his name a different way. What? Oh. Really? Yeah, I heard. So I heard that like he's written that scene already, and that it goes completely different in the books. Which would be it's kind of cool like where it's like all right sweet that didn't But get that's spoiled. such a
0: powerful way to get your name. Now I wonder if that's like I really wonder if the Hodor was uh I wonder if like the book version is going to be more uh, impactful.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean the other thing you have to consider is that um there are two different mediums and having having a medium that doesn't portray like set and movement as well as like character depth, mm-hmm. then, you know, you have to put a bunch of pretty moving things in uh, a TV show, whereas a book, you can really go into like more behind the scenes, like what they're thinking and feeling. Um, and so you might see the differences manifest in that way.
0: Okay. I can see
1: that. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see what happens. I'm, I mean, I'm going to be there for it regardless. Um, oh, yeah. I, I don't think I'm going to avoid trailers just because at this point in the show, um, you know, the, the, the entire point of where we are in the show is just awesome shit happening that we've been waiting forever to see that's very, very action-oriented. So, like, screw it if I get to watch 30 seconds of it in the trailer because the Bastard Bowl was an entire hour... Of just incredible shit non-stop. So, fuck 30 seconds out of a trailer. I'll watch it and then still have things to blow me away when the time comes.
2: They, I mean, they, they have to be holding back some stuff, so it's not like they're going to reveal all in one trailer. The other thing is that, like... To your point, I think we all know how it ends. Like, right now, I could probably tell you the three or four remaining plot points that happen with 90% certainty...
0: You, de- you
2: definitely can't overextend your drinking. Like that's – you, you got to uh, stick to what you know best.
1: <laughs> Y'all can see at home, but I'm pointing a delicately tanned finger at Mike right now. <laughs> <laughs> you can see that no-no word.
0: Cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, and with that other uh, magic point, voice. Oh, yikes. yikes. Um, and you know, I was really excited to kind of uh, kick off this entire conversation before we actually kind of transition into our wins uh, and really kind of start talking about, you know, there's been a lot of movies of King Arthur. A lot of adaptations, a lot of different things, and I found an article that was written about four days ago, and I was just browsing. I didn't really kind of find any particular article that's better than the others, so if you do have any articles, feel free to kind of tweet us, email, email them to this. We'll plug out all of our location and in our information kind of later on in the episode, um, but it tells me the ten, top ten best King Arthur movies ever made. So, I'm going to be interested to see, A, how many that I've even seen, because I'm not sure if I saw a lot of them, but B, I'm kind of bouncing off YouTube mics of what you guys thought about, you know, this particular kind of list. So, um, before I read these off, to get to the, uh, the top 10, so this is going to be an article that I said was on Cheat Sheet, and I'm going to start by number 10 and going all the way up. Um, so I'm just going to read them through and then we'll just talk about what movies we've seen, what movies stand out, and then if we need to marinate a couple things, we can. Um, uh, but, you know, start with number 10, you have the King Arthur 2004 version, the Ant- Antoine Fakou. uh, Fakwa, sorry. Uh, I think that was the one that, uh, Bluey, you were talking about, right? Or is that you, Marina? That's the one with, um, Kira Knightley in it.
2: I don't mm. think either of us.
0: Didn't you say Kira Knightley, 2004? What are you guys no I, no. I thought
2: something from the mid-90s. Truthfully, it might have been it might have been Merlin. Oh,
1: okay. oh yeah? I yeah. said Helen Bonham Carter in 98, so yeah. definitely not thinking about Kira Knightley.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought one of you did, but guess not. But she has a badass photo on this article. Now, I'll go ahead and link this um, article to the show notes just so you can see some of the photos here. Um, you got number nine. You have First Night with uh, Sean Connery and Julia Ormond. Uh, have you guys seen that? Uh,
1: yeah, I think I saw that back in the day.
0: Okay, um, I think. Yeah, some maybe. Uh, I I don't. I know for sure. I have not seen this, so I know that. But some of these are more cl- closely tied. Other ones are more loosely uh, based. Oh, oh. Um, I do definitely. remember the
1: Antoine Fuqua one. That was yeah. with Clive Owen. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Long that long was long. another movie that wasn't great, but it was swords and bows and arrows, and I was all about it.
0: I need to go back and watch it probably because it looks. I mean, it's number 10 on the list out of... There's, I think it was over, like, 25 or 30 adaptations that I, I saw. So, <laughs> it was actually pretty funny. Uh, number 8, I have Parsifal. It's a 1982 version. It's a based on an opera by Richard Wagner, which is kind of funny. We talked about that recently on an episode. Um, sure. And this one here, I don't think it was um, too too big here, but I know that it was, a, it was the, the film. It was, like, just talked about, like, they got a lot of praise for the actual film itself, but... Fall 1982. I'm pretty sure none of us have seen that movie. Um no. Yep. Um so I think this is the one No, still not. So this is night uh so 1981 version called Excalibur.
1: No. That sounds Wait, 1981?
0: Yep.
2: Huh. That sounds like something I would have seen on, like, a weekday in the mid-90s. <laughs> Unless it was, like, a hard R movie. That's, like, that sounds like
1: something I'd watch.
0: Well, This, this has... definitely would have
1: been something on, like, Turner Classic Movies. Or... <laughs>
0: well, these three names, I'm pretty sure you're going to be like, how did I not see this movie? Because you got Liam Neeson, Helen Mirren, and Patrick Stewart in this movie. Oh, man. Yeah. And Patrick Stewart still looks the same age. It's very strange.
1: Yeah, well, Patrick Stewart was born looking exactly as he does today.
0: Yeah, <laughs> just like Morgan Freeman, that's right. Um, number six, we got Percival Lagos. It's uh 1978 French version of it, but sure, nobody says that, but the actual title of it is, you know, Percival in the story of the Grail, so right. just kind of just keep that in mind, too. Um Number five. I'm surprised this was so low, and also kind of surprised that none of us actually said it. But another adaptation of King Arthur was uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. I
1: was w- wondering if it was going to show up on this list, and I too am surprised that it's at number five. Ah, it's
2: well, it's great. I'm honestly surprised that it made the list, though, considering like it's so ridiculous. <laughs> Fun fact about this movie that I watched this movie for the first time on the first time I stayed awake all night first time it was like uh like fifth grade it was the greatest time uh we watched monty python we played mario kart and then i went i fell asleep at like eight thirty, nine o'clock and then went tubing for the rest of my afternoon wasn't being <laughs> a kid great that was that was like a day it was like oh cool
1: hardest, Man, thing, I had, hardest thing i had to do was go tubing you blossomed early. I feel like the first time I stayed up all night was in like seventh grade.
0: What? First time <laughs> yeah. I stayed up all night and my mom still hates me for it. I was in second grade. And uh, Ooh, we had to uh, it, us-
2: it, it was mostly for the midnight snacks. Oh of course. Like, we we were like we were like, Well if we start staying awake, then we could just eat every two hours, you know. And
0: Do you guys remember uh Sega Channel? No,
2: no, I, I was too poor for cable growing up. Oh, it wasn't
0: quite cable. It was like this channel that you actually selected. It was like an input that they also kind of used. And there was only like certain trial games. And I stayed up until like 1130 and I think in second grade, which was unheard of. I was so tired. I fell asleep in class and my teacher poured water on me and I still didn't wake up. So they called my mom, <laughs> they called my mom thinking something was wrong with me and I was just sleeping. So, and my sleeping world was continued. So there you go. Okay. Anywho, getting back to uh, the list, we have number four, Lancelot of the Lake, the 1974 French version, focuses on uh, many tales of the Arthur- Arthurian uh, legend, uh, love triangle between Arthur, Lancelot, and Guinevere, that was like a big focus on that, so I thought that was pretty interesting, directed by Robert Bresson, hmm, yeah. I'm sure none of us have seen that movie either. I'm su- I'm surprised that this uh, article came out only four days ago, and they're really reaching back all the way before the 1980s, 1990s uh, movies of things that's still top ten. So, that was interesting.
1: Yeah, that, that also goes to show you just how like inundated we are with these type of movies, that you can go back multiple decades and still find King Arthur movies.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, you got number three, 1967 version of Camelot, um, is another King Arthur movie. Uh, where Richard Harris plays Camel uh, plays in this actual movie and by Warner Brothers, and um, Richard Harris actually passed away. He was the first, uh, Albus Dumbledore. If you don't remember that, so okay. and the best Albus Dumbledore. Well, we not yet. Don't hold hold your horses. What? No, I'm saying
1: he was the best of the two double doors that played him during the movies.
0: Well, there's a third one coming, so... Yeah. There you go. And oh.
1: he,
2: Someone big got cast for him, too. Yeah, it's I It's like it. Tom, no. Cruise. No, my Tom Cruise. No, Tom Cruise is the last <laughs> wizard on Earth.
0: <laughs> He's the last samurai. He's the last agent. That's a, that's
2: a Paul Mooney joke right no. there. <laughs> oh,
0: man. <clears throat>
2: oh.
1: No, that's... No, never mind. Sorry, that's Tom Hanks. Tom yeah. Hanks... Yeah, and definitely wasn't the word wizard. That's for sure. Uh, what? Uh, no, I'm pretty sure it was. <laughs> I'm like you're you're
2: betting. You're I'm batting, batting right I'm
0: now. Batting, I'm batting Over, zero for right? two right now. <laughs> just, just offending everybody. Uh, number two version of uh, the one of the best King Arthur stories is uh, the Sword in the Stone, 1963. So, I think it's the best one. They didn't think it's the best one, but I don't really care. But. I think we've all, except for Moreno, have seen this movie, which I'm super surprised of. It's practically free, so you may as well see it. I think it may be like 70 or 80 minutes of a movie. But it's very interesting. If you see this movie, uh, and then you look at... I think it's very funny. If you see this movie, you see the Merlin character, and then you fast forward to watching the Aladdin, and you see the Genie character. They are very similar. And it's very scary how similar they are. Yeah.
1: It's just hard to get me to sit down and watch, like, the older Disney movies, like the ones that came out, like, way back in the day. But who knows? Maybe I'll take a trip over to uh, Boston, and you can force me to watch it Clockwork Orange style.
0: Oh, for sure. i never seen that movie, but... No, I'm just kidding. I have to see that movie. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Okay. Uh, and then the last but not least, uh, the number one movie of the best uh, King Arthur's Tale is uh, Knights of the Round Table, 1953 version of it. Uh, Richard Thorpe directed it, um, and it really kind of talks about, like, Discovery, Excalibur, the love triangle between Grenadier and Lancelot, and I feel like a lot of people really like this version a lot, because the majority of the uh, articles I did find really did focus on um, that version more than others, so, didn't see it again, hopefully we can just watch all these, or at least watch kind of snippets of them all, Um, but... Those are the uh, that was the top ten, and like you said, it was very obvious. It's very weird because I know that there was much that was a lot more that came out besides one that they listed in two thousand four, in the two thousands. But you know what you got, and there's also like side TV episodes and stuff like that. But so thanks, Marina. Excited about your actual wins, Uh, Mike Blue. What you got?
2: Oh what's happening Uh, (laughs) she wanted to squeeze this I didn't realize that I was on mute (laughs) and I was like how do I unmute it
1: Uh,
0: I'll set it up again
1: this entire episode is going to be a uh, a lesson in cutting and splicing (laughs) for you (laughs) you're going to get to work those muscles (laughs) Like,
0: yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah for sure <laughs> well I was literally not even a drink and I was like oh fuck he's already bringing up things to spoil the movie yeah, Jeez, yeah. Gonna well you tell me what my, what my wins were yeah <laughs> I know I forgot I, I literally <laughs> forgot
2: my, my last text is the, it's the best when we are like a couple drinks in when everyone's just like we're just enough to like mess up a whole <laughs> bunch but not enough to like real to like miss the fact that we messed up like the Civil War podcast we just completely, we didn't, rea- we were so drunk that we didn't realize we were messing up all over. Hey, one
1: second, before you reach, I'm going to grab another beer. Oh Speaking God. of that.
0: Oh my gosh, you're the worst.
1: So I would love to do a, uh, to do a podcast one day where every single person participating is trashed when we start. And just see what happens. <sighs> like, make an event of it, play some drinking games, like we don't have to be together.
0: I mean, I'm and- down. The only thing is that... <laughs> I know we've had to throw away three episodes. Uh, oh we, wow. <laughs> we, or or we had to re-record an episode because we got too drunk. And we just Mike was going through and was like we we can't uh we can't use this. Uh blew it I'm I'm dropping a marker right now. I want to see if I can try and find it. I believe it was around 1 1561. Um was the first marker it should be, but whatever.
2: Yeah. You're just going to see a, uh, a big, big blank spot where I just forgot to click unmute.
0: <laughs> well, I was sitting here, and I was like, uh, am, I, am I not? Did you he not hear me? Uh, oh, he, heard me. he
2: heard me. Oh, no. I just I was on a different page and I was like, where's the unmute button? All right, cool. Uh,
0: I guess I can't move markers, that? so that's weird, but whatever. Anyways. Alright, so I'm going to pour my wine, and then what we're going to do is that I'm going to introduce uh, Blue it as uh, your wins, so I'm going to say thanks, Mike, uh, thanks, Mocha, and then Blue, what you got? I'm trying not to mess it up again. No, I just said I was pouring my wine, I just poured my wine, that was, that was
1: it. <laughs> uh, oh, you were just telling us what you were going to say? Yeah. I, no, I, no, 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 I was still
2: ready for him to like be like, Blue, what you got, and be like,
0: uh. <laughs> <laughs> um. Side note: Before I have Mocha go, um, just I'm a stat checking kind of person tonight. Um, so as a domestic total, as of uh, what they made, it's not even thirty million dollars as of right now in the production no way <laughs> no, 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 no way. way yeah total tank domestic domestic it's domestic right still <laughs> yeah yeah um, they tra- made
2: approximately half of their bu- uh, budget back
0: fuck oh that is
2: embarrassing
0: not even so their production budget was 175 million
2: yeah oh man no but worldwide, their box office is at
1: 95 million yeah that's still really Fuss. bad yeah
0: So, even better than Kubo.
1: Breaking even is bad in Hollywood.
0: I mean, that's a good point. It is better than Kubo, which is a
2: very although Kubo Kubo cost fifty million to make, and I think they made sixty million. But here's,
0: I guess, here's my thing: is because this movie is getting more and more buzz. It just recently came out. Uh, It came out besides um, Alien, um, and I think the next. Uh, well, that's after Guardians.
1: It came in between. Right. Uh, okay, yeah. Arthur came out last week. Yeah. Aliens came out this past weekend. So, and I if,
2: mean, if you're gonna spend money on a ticket. It's gonna be you know two out of three. You're gonna go see Alien. You're gonna go see Guardians.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I, what I'm saying is that this movie is definitely gonna get over a hundred million dollars um, total, which probably could also get him a, a sequel because I'm I'm interested, right? And in, I'm gonna look this up in a second, but Guy Ritchie films how much did Snatch bring in? We didn't get a sequel, but just how much did it bring in? How much did both of the uh, Sherlock Holmes bring in? And then how much, I'm going to be looking at other stuff, did uh, Man From U.N.C.L.E. because these are movie like, Guy Ritchie movies may only pull in 85, 90, and it's still a success for his actual sort of films. So keep that in mind. Yeah, but I'll
1: bet I'll bet money right now that Snatch didn't cost more than 100 million to make. I'll yeah. you know, oh, I bet sure. that's the case as well for, like, the lock stock. Um, I can't say the same for Sherlock Holmes, but Sherlock Holmes did well in theaters, in the box office. Yeah.
2: The only only thing with that, so two things. One, apparently he's directing Aladdin coming up, so that's going to take a lot of... And that's two years from now, so that's like when King Arthur II would be coming out, he's going to be doing Aladdin. And the other thing, just speaking of the director, he, besides Sherlock Holmes, has not done a sequel. Hmm. Which... Doesn't look great for King Arthur if he's a one and done director. You know, tell the story that needs to be told, move on to the next project.
0: Definitely can see that. Definitely can see that. Um, um, side, side note, guys. Uh, looking at Guy Ritchie's films, I'm uh, kind of circling back from that. This is the most, ex- at least from the four that we've talked about. This is the most expensive film he has gotten out. His other film sense. was maybe ninety million. Uh, and that was Game of Shadows. Um, sorry, his other film was 125 million. My bad. And that was Game of Shadows, in which case they got barely their money back from that. I think like maybe uh, 30 million more than that. Um, but everything else has been under 100 million to make, and that has like either achieved or gone over 100 million. Snatch, though. Was very odd. Uh, was only six million, or uh, six pound, or six million pounds at least to make, um, and that got back, I think, about maybe eighty uh, million dollars. So it's super, super small.
1: Yeah, and th- that's the thing, and this ties into whole, my whole notion of not wanting to see Guy, or want to see Guy Ritchie do an original fantasy warfare film. You know, Guy Ritchie is good because he does extremely, um, extremely insular, character-driven films. Um, where, you know, it's it's the characters themselves, not the action going around on around them, that makes the film. Um, even with with Sherlock Holmes, which was definitely a bit more um, action oriented and had more CG implicate implementations than his previous films, it was still really driven by the fact that uh, by Robert Downey Jr.'s performance and the rest of the characters' performances. This film, considering that it's defer this outside of his typical um, sort of uh, sort of air of expertise in that it if, if focused way more on over-the-top action and CG effects like give me those characters give me a, a story instead that focuses on like original characters that are interesting he's shown us that he can do that he's shown us that he can make really intense original characters and I would have liked to see that with the same budget um,
0: and you know all those things aside so that was something very interesting to kind of, I was going to actually think about to see what I have. Damn it, Mike, why did I see that? I was, I was hoping, damn you, Maureen, oh, damn you.
2: <laughs> Yo, Warren, you, you missed it. Uh, uh, Sean Bean was Arthur's mother. Oh. <laughs> Just died <laughs> yeah, immediately, died. right at the start of the film. Yeah. Gone. <laughs> hang on, hang on. I'm going to take this back. Dude, you missed it. Sean Bean was Modred died immediately at the <laughs> beginning of the film. Never saw him again. <laughs>
0: oh, man. that <It> was funny. <laughs> uh, yeah, but, uh... So
2: yeah. Charlie Hunnam has
1: a stupid dumb face. It's oh, my dumbest, God. It's the dumbest angry face. Guys, if you're listening to this pod, check our Twitter, because I'm going to post this up there. It is the dumbest <laughs> angry face ever. It's an, You'll never unsee it again. You'll stop, notice it in every film of stop his.
2: Stop trying <laughs> like to get spotted. It's like he's slowly farting. Like, he's just like...
0: No, that's oh. not good. Um, okay, so I talked about my criticisms. <laughs> that was kind of tough. Who else was in Game of Thrones
2: besides Littlefinger? I didn't catch that one.
0: Um, I think there, there was two other ones. The guy that plays... First of all, uh, uh, David Beckham was in this movie. I thought that was hilarious. Did you catch was that? Was he really?
2: Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, I didn't catch that.
0: You didn't catch Beckham? Yeah. He, met, he was a guy who was talking to King Arthur, like Charlie Hunnam's character, to pick up the sword. That was David. Oh record. wow! Yeah, okay. I, I saw that immediately. I was like that's hilarious. I didn't know he that. was the first one to say use both hands. Yeah, exactly. Ha! Hmm. Um, anyways, uh, the other one was um, Ramsey Bolton's father. really? Name? Yeah, he's in this movie. No way! That guy is Ramsey Bolton's father is in this movie, and he plays a very similar role in this movie as he does in Game of Thrones. And then uh, I I thought the other one was the guy who um, they shot he um, Littlefinger in this and in Game of Thrones shot an arrow through his chest. I thought that was the third character that was there. Maybe I'm even wrong with that one though.
1: So it looks like a um, Ramsey Bolton's, or Roose Bolton Bruce was Bolton. in this film. Yeah. his the actor's name is Michael McElhattan and his character's name was Jack's Eye. I don't recall him, but he definitely was in this film.
0: Well, that's who they had the story time with earlier in the scene. Like, it literally, you see two Game of Thrones characters from one to the next. When King Arthur and Charlie Hunnam's character rats out um, Littlefinger. Oh, yeah,
2: that's right. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, that's weird.
0: It was too blinding for me. So I was like, oh, Bruce Bolton, what are you doing in this movie? Who are you going to flay? Who knows? Who knows? Yeah,
1: and that's the thing. Like, you know, when you take those characters out of a show like Game of Thrones, where they're doing an amazing job with these characters, and then put them in a film where they're just secondary characters that are pretty much doing the same thing, it's like it makes that character more boring as a result.
0: It's kind of sad, but, you know, what do you got? Uh, and then the other weird thing, um, not quite of a criticism, but I'm interested. Did you guys pick up on the subtle weirdness why. Uh, even after the fact that he found King Arthur, why uh, Jude Law's character was still collecting boys, and why the Vikings wanted to collect the boys? Did you guys pick up on that weirdness at all?
1: I mean, it was the Middle Ages. You do what you want to do with boys. Yeah, they're just roaming yeah. all over the place in the fields, yeah. tearing up your crops. That's that's high Catholicism right there. <laughs> That was, that was, a that was off the color. Yeah, part of it. yeah. yeah
2: that, was, that was off color. I was raised Catholic. Uh, I was. I promise I was not traded to any Vikings as a child.
0: So, Mike, <laughs> you have uh, successfully, like, basically angered everybody on this podcast. Oh yeah, right? I'm, I'm just,
2: I'm just, I'm, I'm hitting everyone like Chris Brown to women. There we go. Got the last demographic.
0: Yeah. Uh, no. Nah,
2: it's Ray Chris Brown, supporters and women.
0: Well, there's no videos about Chris Brown, but there's tons of, of Ray Rice So there, yeah. But... That's fair.
1: And remember, audience, if you pull uh, Jesse's magic sword, make sure you use both hands. <laughs> it is definitely He's a two-handed piece of equipment. <laughs> there's some girth. <laughs> Good night. <laughs>
0: So good. <laughs> it's just so good. Oh man! Oh. The funny thing is that Jesse will never uh, listen to these
1: podcasts. <laughs> it's the best part. It's just for us. Oh <laughs> my God. Oh my God. <sighs> we should just like, like, I know you were talking last week or last week, last night about compiling them all into like a book one day. We should just do that and give it to Jesse. as like a birthday gift one time. <laughs> just all the different email addresses we've made for him or you've made for him over the years.
2: No, you had you had last night's dude. So had, this is I, yeah. a group this is a group project now. <laughs> uh yeah. <laughs> I mean what we have a full year. He's in uh he's in is he May
0: second? His birthday? Yeah. We just like, asked Brylon. Yeah,
2: yeah. I think he's I think he's May second, oh. so we have a full year. That's 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 like fifty podcasts worth of email. We just need to
0: uh actually start tweeting these out. Because... I never remember which ones you said. But, but.
2: <laughs> no, no. I mean, that's the rough part is that, yeah, I, I, I got to go back and, like, listen to all the old ones to figure out and start writing them down.
1: Yeah, we should start, like, like write down the ones that we know of right now, and then that's something we'll back in time. All right, I'm stopping the recording. We should now. register them.
2: That's what we really should.